Thank you. It's such an honor and a privilege to be here uh, speaking uh, the sermon for the first time. And before I begin, I want to say thank you to Deb and to Kenneth for creating the words and the music that completely spoke my entire sermon. Um, so I'm going to go home now. We're done. <laughs> but honestly, it's, it's, it's really amazing to see how the power of God just flows in and through all of us and how we are all connected as God beings. And, you know, I want to go back to, um, to repeat our, our mission statement that we repeated together earlier. Our source of good is God within. And so what that says is, is that we are, our source of good is God within, within me, within you, within you. And it's proof right here this morning in what happened because they don't, they, they didn't read my sermon beforehand to know exactly the details of it or what I was going to talk about. But because God is us and through us and as us, which is what we believe in unity and our, 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 our minds and our spirits are all connected through God and through the universe as us living through us, all of these things just for a simple Sunday morning service can be connected without us communicating with one another because God is our source. And so as, there, as I was sitting there listening to Deb do her reading and then the songs that Kenneth picked, it's all connected into what I'm going to be talking about today and how God is the source and the, the, um, the energy and everything, the spirit of God, the light of God that flows through us, we have responsibility with that. And so what that means is we are responsible. And so now moving on to Kenneth's song that we, he just sang, I am responsible for the life that I'm creating. See, it takes God from a big man out there that's so far away and distant. And I remember growing up or in the past, and I'm sure we've all done this, we've begged and pleaded with God for something that we want that new car, or we want God to take this pain away, or, you know, this mental anguish that we're going through. We're, you know, we're, we're kneeling by our bedside or we're in our prayer closet and having this conversation with God, please, please do this for me, do that for me. And, you know, we sometimes have this vision or this idea that God is so far away, up in the sky, up in the clouds, up in the heavens, and we forget to bring it back to the source of God is here within me. My source of good is God within me. And that's a powerful statement because that, you know, and it's, it's scary a little bit because it brings the responsibility back to you, to me, to all of us. Our source of good is who? Me. Our source of God is who? Me. One more time. Our source of God is who? Me. Right. How does that feel? And so, it, you know, it, it comes with a lot of responsibility because along with that, the source of my pain and my suffering sometimes goes back to me and my connection and how I am manifesting my life outwardly and with the choices and the thoughts and the responsibilities that I am, the choices that I'm making. We, we 
because with that responsibility, also, when we take God from out there as a big man in the sky and bring him down here with us, now who are we blaming when things go wrong? Any, has anyone ever been guilty of blaming God when things go wrong? God, why did you do this to me? Why did this happen? Why, God, why? <laughs> and, you know, since I've come here and, and studied on, on my own journey and through seminary and, and ministry and throughout my life, I've, I've lost the ability to blame someone else for the things that are showing up in my life. And, you know, even recently, there have been many times when things don't go as planned or something, you know, something hurts my heart or, or things just get fouled up. And, you know, I'm like, I want to blame God. I want, I want to, you know, I, I do cry. I think it's healthy to cry and express your emotions, but I'm not crying and blaming someone else. I'm not crying and blaming God. You know, and, and sometimes we, we get into that mindset where it's like, you know, we paralyze ourselves when we blame others. Because as soon as you can take responsibility, you can take back your power. Your power to move forward, your power to heal, your power to create, your power to live a prosperous life that is happy, joyous, and free. Because that's here at Unity, that's what we believe God's will and God's promises for you. To live a life that is happy, joyous, and free. Do you guys do you guys want to live a life that's happy, joyous, and free? Yeah. Does that sound good? Yeah. It sounds good to me, and I, I am proof that it works, because I am confidently living a life that's happy, joyous, and free. Now, I'm not saying that everything is perfect all the time for me, because we live in a world with other humans and, you know, with other circumstances and with governments and things that sometimes don't go the way we like them to go. And so that's why we need to get to the source of things and, and really use the tools and the spiritual, um, you know, the, the spiritual practices that bring us back to realize the power that lives within us as God beings, as spiritual connected humans, so that we can start to make a shift in our lives. Does that make sense? So when we, when, we, when we change our mindset and look within and take responsibility for where we are and for the power that's within us through God and through the spirit that lives within us, then we can start tapping into answers that are beyond what we would normally think and see. And that's a great benefit and opportunity for us to to really realize what, um, what is available differently from where we were yesterday, from, from ways we did, you know, in the past, the same patterns and things that keep repeating in our lives. And we feel like we're stuck in a rut sometimes. And so what you need to do is you need to start interrupting those thoughts and those patterns by taking responsibility to say, today I'm going to go through today interrupting those thoughts and patterns when things come up in our lives, you can stop, pause, breathe, and remember, okay, I am one with God. And so a lot of times, you know, myself included, 
we think, okay, in order to connect with God, I have to wait till I get home, and then I need to find a quiet time, and I need to set apart an hour at least, and I need to light a candle. Oh, where are the matches? I don't know. Um, did I, is this, you know, do I have a, a private space? It's, I have to cook dinner. Um, you know, I, I have a homework assignment to do. I have work tomorrow. Now I'm tired. I need a nap. And we think we need to go through this whole process in order to get in touch with God, because God's way out there, you know. And, and it has to be quiet in order, you know, to connect with them. And there has to be a candle on and, and all these things. And, and we, we, we get in our own way because, you know, we are responsible. And so I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with meditating for an hour or whatever your spiritual practice is or praying to God for the things that you need. Those are all tools that you can use. But what I'm saying is that's not the only way. You know, and we make excuses and we get in our own way and we think, okay, you know, I've got to go home. I got to do all this and, and then I'll connect with God. But by then you've, you know, you've yelled at three people. You're be beeping the horn, down, driving down the road, trying to get home to get God. You're, you're driving like a maniac and mad at everybody on the road. Okay. And then, and now you're, now you're aggravated. And so you're yelling at your kids or your spouse or your friends or whoever's with you. Uh, you're, while you're trying to get to God, to, to get home, to get quiet, um, you know, and then, 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 the, then the, the dog peed on the floor. Now you're mad at the dog. And so in all of these moments, these are opportunities. You know, if you see these things, start to see these things as opportunities to pause and reflect and say, okay, how can I see this differently? How can I interrupt that story that everything's against me right now? that these drivers on the road are against me, that, that, that my family's out to get me, that so-and-so is, 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 you know, uh, trying to hurt me. It doesn't take an hour of meditation. It just takes one moment to pause and breathe and say, God, Spirit, tell me what to think about this right now. In your mind, if you're in the car, you say it out loud. I, the power of the voice and vibration to speak things out loud is powerful, just like our God vibration. You know, if you're alone in the car and your mind is racing with all the things that are going on, where you think God is against you, where you think the world is against you, interrupt the narrative. Make a choice to say, okay, what can I do differently right now? What, right now, not later, now. Where you can say, okay, God, and where's God? God's right here. So really, you're talking to yourself, and it's okay. I give you permission to talk to yourself. It's all right. <laughs> I know maybe your therapist might say, don't talk to yourself. It's weird, but I'm telling you, it's okay. You talk to yourself. Because God's in here. And you change the words and the thoughts that are in your head that are saying nothing's going right. And you know what? Maybe you can say, how can this go right? Instead of saying, how come? What if you started saying, how can? And then you breathe and pause for a minute and allow your intuition, the God self, to come and to give you those 
intuitive answers that are already available inside if you would just pause and allow that deeper nature, that deeper sense, that deeper inner knowing of God inside of you to give you the answers that you're looking for, but not later, not at home, not just once a week on Sunday when you come to Unity and hear a good talk. How about just right now, when I need it, at home, when I need to figure out how to talk to my husband or my son or my dog. It could make a world of difference if you just take 30 seconds Say, God, how can I speak differently to this person today? How can I find peace in this situation? One phrase that Reverend Sean likes to teach us is, Spirit, tell me what to think about this. You know, when, we, when we're seeing something through the eyes of hurt and pain, Spirit, tell me what to think about this, because it doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't make sense to me the behaviors that this person is doing that I think that, you know, I feel like they're against me. Because everyone has their own narrative and everyone has God and they're all, all on their journey too. And that's been my mistake a lot. I like to tell people what to do a lot because I think I have a lot of wisdom to share. And sometimes I forget that they have God too. And I try my best to encourage them to find what best answers are for themselves which could be greater for them than anything that I could think of. I'm still going to share my opinion, too, sometimes. <laughs> Is that okay? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm looking over here. <laughs> not saying I'm not going to share, still share my opinion. <laughs> um, but it all, it all comes from that connectedness and that heart and that desire to love. And if you could, here's a simple question. How can I see love in this? How can I show love to this person? You know, because the easiest way to neutralize the situation is giving an opposite answer of, you know, instead of reactive, reacting defensively, how can I just love this person? Despite the things that they're saying and doing that are showing up as if they're my enemy. You know, I read somewhere that we are to love our enemies and to bless those who curse us. And imagine if we started sharing love to the people who are so hurt that they're attacking us because they're attacking us out of most of the time. There's a root cause of why someone seems like they're attacking us. They're trying to get something to fill a void that's in them, their hurt or their anger or their pain. Because usually underneath anger all the time is, is hurt and devastation and trauma. But it's easier to express anger than to be vulnerable and really say why you're deeply hurt. And so people show up angry. But imagine if you could, through spirit, through a different lens, through a different thought process, start showing up and, and seeing through that. Through, through those manifested behaviors that seem to be attacking you, 
And all of a sudden, you've gone from a defensive argument with somebody to a loving conversation. And how can, how, how can we make this different? How can we get to the other side so that we're both not angry? So we're both at peace. How can we create? See, you come from a place of de uh, the desire to create something better. Because we are all creative beings. We were all given different, unique, creative talents and abilities in one way or another. And they're all beautiful. And they're all, we're all designed differently so that we can share those things with one another. You might have a gift that, that he doesn't have, that he doesn't have, that she doesn't have. But when we all come together in unity, then we're this big, beautiful flower with all different colors in your family, in your relationships, in your friend groups, when you come together with a, with a pure mindset, with a different thought process of, I'm not under attack, and how can I see this differently? You can also apply this to your finances. Start affirming that instead of, I can't pay this, Start asking spirit, how can I pay this? And the creative ideas will begin to flow. And you'll get an idea. And then you say, okay, well, when can I do this? How can, how, who, who's going to be on my team to create this prosperity with this idea? And you start to think, oh, well, I know this person that can get this and and this, I can do that, and we can, we can, uh, we can use so-and-so's kitchen, and, and blah, blah, blah. And all of a sudden, you have a creative idea that's going to bring in prosperity instead of sitting in the corner in the dark saying, I'm paralyzed, I can't do anything, nothing's working, I'm, you know, I'm poor, I'm destitute, and I might as well just give up on life. And then, oh, wait, no, then, but then you pick up the phone and you call five friends and you tell them how miserable you are and all the problems. Instead of picking up the phone and contributing back with a creative idea with these people, you're creating, you, you, remember, I'm the source. God's in here. So I'm the source of my reality. So take responsibility. What do you want to create? And I'm not saying it's going to happen overnight. It starts with walking out the door today and, and changing one thought, interrupting one thought. And then another one. And th then maybe three days will go by and you don't change anything. And then you see the, then you see the bulletin laying on the floor of your car. And I'm like, oh, I remember what John said like last week. And then you interrupt another thought. And then all of a sudden, now maybe you, maybe, you, maybe you do go home and light a candle for 10 minutes. And you get still. And you meditate and you pray. Whatever way you, whatever way you connect with God, there's no wrong answer. You know, and I used to think that there was a very strict and rigid way that you connect with God, and that was the only way. And I've learned through studying many different methods and, and, and faiths and practices that there are so many roads and ways to get to God. The limits are, there are no limits. 
there's no there's no reason for guilt, shame that I'm doing something wrong or I don't know how to do it. You try what works for you. If that doesn't work, then you try something else. And there are unlimited resources. We have Google. We have YouTube. There's so many ways to connect with the resources out there. Watch a meditative YouTube video or a guided meditation. Read a book. Go for a nature walk. These are, I'm listing all ways that work for me. My favorite way to meditate is by taking my dog, Jax, and going for a, a mile hike around the, the woods in my, in my neighborhood. And I put my phone away, and that's where I am with God, in nature. And we play, and we run, and it's made a huge difference in my life. Just that one thing that I do every day, I try to make a commitment to do it every day, except for when it's negative three degrees. <laughs> but it's not negative three degrees every day. And so I'm not guilty because I didn't do it today. I just go on the next day. You know? I find a book, an inspirational book, and I'll read a chapter and I'll journal. That's another way. You know, it, it's not always just finding a way to like sit still for 30 minutes in complete silence trying to get answers from God or trying to meditate or trying to, you know, become like some guru. There's nothing wrong with that. Meditating for 30 minutes in silence could be amazing for you. There, I know plenty of people that that's, that's what works for them. And I do that sometimes, but that's not... You know, that's not my primary method. And, and in preparation for, for today, I've been just pretty much studying and, and learning and, and having my own practice so that it just flows out. You know, the material is in here because God's in here. You know, and I wrote down a lot of notes because I was, you know, I, I was a little scared to like go up there like bare with nothing without a security blanket i'm like you know because it's happened before i remember the very first time i went up to speak when i was what 12 10 i i was in uh it was i was in a student leadership group i must i must have been about 12 years old and i had like four pages of notes and it was just the student leaders there in a, a back conference room and it was actually a podium just like this it was glass and we were in the conference room and i stood there looking at the two leaders frozen in fear completely frozen could not even open a word i think i broke out in tears at some point looking at them begging them with my eyes not saying anything begging them with my eyes to like just put me out of my misery and tell me to sit down <laughs> so i think i might have uttered out two or three words about whatever was on that paper but i feel like i've come a long way since then but that was the first step you know, and it's, it, it, you know, it takes a step. You've got to start somewhere. Don't be afraid to fail. Because there is no such thing as failure. There's just experiences. You learn, you grow, and you step forward, and you step forward, and you change a thought, and you take action, and you change another thought, and you take another action, and then you have another thought with a creative idea on how to solve this problem, and you step forward. And then maybe you forget about it and it just sits there. Just get back to it.
It's just a journey. You know, because then we then we get into the whole guilt thing and it's like, oh, I was, you know, I should be farther along in life and I started these five projects and I didn't finish anything and now I'm telling myself I'm no good and I can't do anything. Well, you know what? If that's what you're telling yourself, then that's what that's the reality that you're creating for yourself. Or you can pick up one of them, go forward, see if it works. If it doesn't work, try something else. And then you go from there. <clears throat> Another way to connect is um, exercise, yoga. These are all ways to connect with God. I remember a couple of weeks ago, I went to a yoga class. It was a hot yoga. And it was challenging because it's like a hundred and something degrees in the room and you're doing all these poses. And I've never felt that. I've never felt closer with God than in through that experience. I came out of there. My whole body felt different. I was like, tingle. I felt like I was floating on a cloud. It was intense. And... I just remember thinking, wow, like I, sh- like I should have been doing this forever. You know, and there we go again. Like, oh, should have, would have, no, I did it now and I'm grateful. And so finally, the last action step, forgiveness and gratitude. Forgiveness is a huge part of interrupting the stories that you're telling in your mind about this person, about that person. And if you could find a forgiveness, if, if you every night just sat for five minutes with, a, with an exercise where you just say, who do I need to forgive today? And here's this, again, we're going back to just that conversation that you're creating with the, creating with the creator that's already in you. Who do I need to forgive today? Who do I need to forgive from my past? You know, and I, I learned a, a easy way to do this. And I shared it a few weeks ago when I was uh, on platform. You can just imagine the power of God, the light of God coming like a beam of light into your head, through your body. And then you invite everybody that you ever in your life needed to forgive onto a stage in your mind. And you close your, you, your, your eyes are closed and you bring everybody in and you, you forgive them. You ask them to forgive you. You ask them, you, you see them forgiving you for anything that you've done. And you create this in your mind and you send that power of God into them in your mind, that light. You see, just surround them with light in your mind and then you Cut the cord, and you let them go and vanish off of the stage. And if you do that every night or a few times a week, you will see how healing and transformation will begin to take over your life so that your paths are open, your paths to prosperity, your paths to love, your paths paths to 
anything you can imagine or desire. And then you end that with gratitude. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, for all the good things in my life. Thank you, God, for all the blessings that I experienced today, no, how, no matter how big or small. And if we can start focusing on the things that we're grateful instead of the things that we resent, the sky's the limit. Let go of the things that no longer serve you. We hold on to so many things. We hold on to resentments. We hold on to hatred. We hold on to unforgiveness. And if you could just learn to let go, because we hold on so tight, and God's saying, just let go so that I can give you something bigger and greater. You know, there's a saying that I, I've heard before where it's like you, you're, you're holding on so tight to pennies, but you've got to let go of the pennies to pick up the dollar. But we're afraid to let go of those pennies because they're in our hand. So just let go. Let go. Interrupt your thoughts. Start a conversation in your mind. And how can I do this? How can this be different? Spirit, tell me what to think about this. And I promise, little by little, you'll start to see an effective change in your life. So it is. And so it is. Yeah. <laughs>